This is Raider Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary Roughness. roughness. I think this, that somewhere within the first five to ten plays of the game, the other team's quarterback must go down. And he must go down hard. It's Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Big hole. First down. End zone. Touchdown. Touchdown Raiders. Would you believe it? This is Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy, Q. Coming up about 3.30, Jason McCormick, Stations Casino. We'll talk all things NCAA, March Madness, break down some of the games that will be in action this afternoon, this evening, and uh, he'll give you the lines and talk about how you can win a little bit more money. Plus, Raider Nation, we want to hear from you. Sam and Ash text line is 69187, keyword R&R. The Raiders will win the AFC West in 2022 if... And you fill in the blank. We've got a lot of great answers so far, so continue to hit us with that feedback on the Salmon Ash text line at 69187. About 315, we'll take your calls at 702-365-9200. But right now, I want to get into the conversation I had earlier today with Rob Collins. He's from Fox4KC on Twitter at RCFox4KC, talking all things Chiefs and how the Tyreek Hill trade impacts the offense, what he thinks that the team is planning on doing. Now, remember, this is before... The Chiefs added Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Uh, they gave him a nice-sized contract, a little three-year deal, 30 million dollars uh, he can max out at. So that's a new addition that the Chiefs have to the team. But here's the conversation from earlier today with Rob Collins. Joining me now on the phone lines to talk all things Kansas City Chiefs and, more importantly, really kind of focus in on Tyreek Hills, our guy Rob Collins from Fox4KC. You can find him on Twitter at RCFox4KC. And, Rob, thank you so much for your time. Wanted to have you on for a few minutes to talk about the wild, wild west. And the AFC West, in my opinion, has been drunk all offseason. <laughs> and it, it continued to be drunk on Wednesday when Kansas City traded Tyreek Hill to the Dolphins for a load of picks. Uh, how long has that been a possibility? Has that been something that's been talked about for a while now? Well, last year about this time, we interviewed Tyreek Hill at one of his uh, charity foundation events, and he told us that the Chiefs asked him to restructure his deal, but he didn't think it was right for him at the time or his family, so he just said he was going to wait and play it out. And from Tyreek's perspective, to get that bag, it certainly worked out for him, especially after Devontae Adams' deal going to the Raiders. His agent, Drew Rosenhaus, said that flipped everything upside down, and that's really kind of where the Chiefs got to this impasse because negotiations had stalled. They granted him the opportunity to look at other teams, and then we saw the Jets and the Dolphins came calling, and Miami Dolphins just loaded up to get Tyreek Hill. And the Chiefs, in my opinion, made out like bandits in this deal with all the picks they received. Yeah, I agree. I mean, that's a whole lot of draft capital. Now they have, I believe, 12 picks in the upcoming draft, so they could do a whole lot with that. But you mentioned Devontae Adams and the contract that he signed with the Raiders and and how that impacted the decision for Tyreek Hill to ultimately end up in Miami. Was it just a point where Kansas City said, okay, we're willing to pay this, but we're not going over it? It's just like, okay, it's going to reach a certain level, and that's it. And then if if not, we're going to have to go in another direction. Yeah, I think so. From from Mark's perspective and, and what I'm reading and hearing is that the Chiefs obviously couldn't pay Tyreek Hill $30 million a year. I'm assuming they were coming in around the 2022 range, but that's not what he wanted. He wanted to be the highest paid, and that's exactly what he got. It, it's crazy. Like you said earlier, the NFL has been drunk, man. It's like a toddler on Red Bull. You can't turn <laughs> away for one second, man. Every time you do something, there's something another bombshell happens just like that, especially – in the AFC West, you mentioned it, man. It's like every other team is assembling the Avengers to go against 
Thanos, Patrick Mahomes over here in Kansas City. It's going to be crazy to watch, especially uh, in the draft coming up down the street from you. Yeah, no, the draft is a lot of fun, and, and everyone here in Vegas was excited about it. Now that uh, the Raiders don't have a first-round or a second-round pick, it's got it's kind of, you know, uh, cooled off a little bit, but they have Devontae Adams. So, I mean, it's, <laughs> you know, they'll take the good with the bad. It's all good. But as far as the impact on the offense, and look, I know it's only March, so they're not playing any games. How big is Tyreek Hill not being there, again, just right now? It's huge. I mean, you saw what happened in the NFL. Every team against the Chiefs changed the way they played, you know, with the two shells and pretty much took Tyreek Hill out of what he does best, you know, going down the field on those nine routes and just blowing past people. So it's going to be interesting to see how, A, Tyreek Hill is used in Miami because, let's face it, Tua is not Patrick Mahomes. Right. So it's going to be interesting to see what the Chiefs do. Obviously, you can't replace Tyreek Hill, but you can put people in his positions. And obviously, getting Juju Smith-Schuster will help. He's by no means the new number one guy. So I suspect Brett Veach has got some deals coming. You mentioned he has 12 picks this year. Veach has never had that many picks. He's only picked six, I believe, every time since <laughs> he's been a GM. We've seen him trade up before to get Patrick Mahomes. That worked out pretty well for Chiefs Kingdom. So I think Veach has got a lot of draft capital, as you mentioned. They have some salary cap room. And they have room to make moves. He's got like a handful of cards, and he may have a couple of wild ones there sitting at the table. Yeah, I agree 100%. Again, we're talking with Rob Collins here on Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920. Uh, I was telling everybody here that would listen yesterday that, hey, just because the Chiefs made this move and I know it looks like they're damaged right now, they don't have their big-time playmaker, there's a move coming. You know I mean? They didn't make this move without a plan. There's got to be a plan in place. So now they not only have all those draft picks, but they have plenty of cap space as well. They're very flexible now, in my opinion, with what they can do. I don't feel like that they're really going to take a step back with this, you know, Hill departure do you feel that way I don't really I mean obviously they still have Patrick Mahomes and they have Travis Kelsey and they got Andy Reid and you know people listening especially that follow the Raiders and maybe the Chargers won't like this but in my opinion the Chiefs are still the favorite to win the AFC West they're still the third best odds in Vegas to win the Super Bowl tied with a couple other teams so they may take a step back they may not be you know winning as many games as they usually do they may not win the division by two or three games maybe just one but I still think the Chiefs are the favorites in the AFC West until somebody knocks them off. You have to say that. Until right. somebody beats them and wins that division, they're still the favorites. Right. No, I agree 100%. Until they're knocked off, like you said, uh, they're, still the, they're still the ones that have been knocking them everyone else, else off and winning each and every year. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, you mentioned him. He, he's just recently been added. McCole Hardman is there. Uh, of course, they've lost a couple guys. Demarcus Robinson is now in Las Vegas. I'll ask you about him in a minute. But what are those guys' roles? Juju and McCole Hardman, what do you, how do you feel their role will be uh, so far until someone else is added to this roster? Yeah, we've been waiting on uh, McCole Hardman here in Kansas City since he arrived to step up and be that number one since Sammy Watkins left, and it really has not materialized for him. I mean, he's definitely serviceable. He's very good at returning kicks, and that, that may be the spot for him. But I, I foresee he and Juju being more possession-type receivers, especially Juju in the red zone. The Chiefs really haven't had that monster big-time red zone target in a while since, you know, Sammy left and some other guys. So I think Juju's role will be increased in the red zone for the Chiefs. And and Hardman's just going to have to step up, man. We always hear every NFL player, when somebody leaves, say next man up. Right. We've heard that for a couple of years from Hardman. 
he's got to be next man up right now. It's it's uh, crunch time for him. You know, I thought he was going to be a big-time player. Uh, obviously, he's got a ton of speed. He was really good in the return game. So I thought, man, this guy is going to be a steal. Matter of fact, they got him when everyone thought Tyreek Hill was going to get in trouble. Wasn't that a draft day or right around the yes. draft? Yeah, when the draft was in Nashville. When they when they selected McCole Hartman, I thought, boom, that's Tyreek Hill's replacement because we all thought Hill was going to be in some big-time trouble. And then he wasn't. And so I was like, wow, the rich get richer, and McCole Hartman is just going to be that guy to go alongside of Hill. It just didn't shake out that way. It just seems like there's been some kind of disconnect with Hartman. Uh, even though he shows flashes at times, just it's not there consistently. Yeah, it was a hedge pick because you remember the legal trouble that Tyreek was potentially facing. Uh, mm-hmm. Brett Veach uh, hedged his bets, if you will, and then you know got back double. But Patrick Mahomes said something interesting to us uh, last year in training camp. He said he thought McCole Hartman came in a little more mature mm. than the years previous, and I think that meant obviously uh, with his actions on the field, but also with his route running. I think Patrick Mahomes is saying he was more mature in the way he practices and the way he goes about his business on the field. Because, I mean, let's face it, Tyreek Hill came in as a punt returner. We all remember, you know, the trash talking that was there when when he made the uh, the Pro Bowl as mm-hmm. a, a punt returner. And Tyreek Hill's route running has been fantastic over the last couple of years. You've seen it. His yep. route running has gotten so much better. I just wonder how they're going to use him in Miami because Tua obviously is not Patrick Mahomes. He can't get the ball down the field that far. And I think he's going to be more like a Debo Samuel type guy. You're going to see Tyreek out of mm. the backfield a little more than you have with the Kansas City Chiefs. So I, I think that uh, McDaniel is going to try to – use Tyreek as Debo on South Beach. Right. Well, I mean, hey, he, he's had plenty of practice with Debo, right? <laughs> he knows what yeah, uh, Debo is all sure. about. That's a, that's a really good uh, thought right there. I hadn't thought about it like that, but that was a, that's a really good one to put in perspective. That's probably exactly how they're going to try to use Tyreek Hill. Now, uh, Rob, I mentioned Demarcus Robinson. He was with the Chiefs. He's now signed a one-year deal with the Raiders. What should Raider Nation expect from Demarcus Robinson? What kind of player, <laughs> what does he bring to the table? Well, first of all, the first catch he makes and takes a step back, get used to that because that's D-Rob drives everybody <laughs> here nuts when he did that. You've seen him do it, yep, man. He yep. take, catches the ball and then turns around the opposite way. But, you know, he's a solid guy. He's going to, you know, get those possessions for you. But, I mean, he's not going to light the world on fire. He's just going to try right. to take some coverage away from from Adams in the matchup so he can get one-on-ones and beat his man. So. Well, that, that'll work. I mean, look, he's not expected to be a number one, two, or, or even no. three. You know, he's going to be a, a role player. But, uh, yeah, just interesting that uh, back in the day, the AFC West, those guys always traded with each other. You know, it's like a Chief went to the Raiders, a Raider went to the Chiefs, someone went yeah. to the Chargers. It's like, and so the, the cycle continues. And before I let you go, I did want to ask you, just what is your opinion on the AFC West? Again, you mentioned that the Chiefs should be the favorite, and I agree 100%. But just with all the moves that have been made so far, only in March, looking at the, at the, <laughs> at the teams in the AFC West, just kind of what's your uh, your gut feeling on this this division? You know, honestly, every team in the AFC West could make the playoffs. Right. It's that good. It mm-hmm. might be the, the best division in football with all the new additions that have come over in the last couple of months. It's going to be fascinating to watch the AFC West. I'm going to I'm going to hedge a little on Denver just because, you know, they haven't been that great. They got a lot of changes. They got, you know, new coaches and, and things of that nature. So, I see that the Chiefs and the Raiders and the Chargers are going to be pretty close at the top three. And then I think Denver's maybe a game or two back, maybe three at this point. But it's going to be fascinating. It's going to be fun, man. I cannot wait for the AFC West. It's amazing we're talking about football 
when the Sweet 16 is going on. Right. The NFL just rules everything, man. You can't turn away no. from the NFL. It's nuts. Yes, it is. And it, I don't remember a year ever like this. You know what I mean? I don't ever remember where football dominated when March Madness was going on. I don't – I mean, maybe it did, and I just don't remember. But I promise you, it, it, it wasn't yeah, like this. I, I don't either. <laughs> I don't remember, uh, you know, what Tom Brady did during Selection Sunday, man. At least he waited until after – Selection Sunday came out to yeah. release that he's coming back. But the NFL just dominates everything, man. It's it's amazing. You just cannot, like that toddler on Red Bull, you cannot take your eye off the NFL. And we're, you know, trying to plan a million things around here, obviously, because we have baseball starting with the Royals. We have Kansas and the Sweet 16. We're like, come on, man, NFL, take a break. <laughs> right. Give me a day. <laughs> exactly. Just give us a day. And, and you know give what? Give me a day. <laughs> you, mentioned, you mentioned March Madness. There's some great games that are happening today. Sweet 16 action, like you mentioned. Tech and Duke I'm looking forward to. But how's your brackets looking? Are they, are they looking okay? Are they hanging in I'm there? I'm okay. <laughs> like most people, I lost Kentucky. Right. I just looked, actually, before I hopped on with you. I have 10 Sweet 16 teams left, so I'm feeling okay Ooh, about that. Okay. Not too bad. And I may have a little Kansas bias just because of where we are and we follow the team all year long. But, I mean, Kansas, the way it opened up, man, it was like Moses part in the Red Sea with these guys to get <laughs> to the Final Four and the brackets and who won and lost because if they win – they're guaranteed to play a double-digit seed right. in the next round to get to the Final Four. So I really do believe Kansas has a solid chance to get to the Final Four. I mean, they're, what, seven-and-a-half, eight-point favorites against Providence, and they'll obviously be favored depending on who they play, Iowa State or Miami. Well, I think it'll be Miami. But Kansas has got the best chance to get to the Final Four, and if they don't, a lot of Jayhawk fans are going to be really upset with how everything turned out. Yeah, I got I to gotta agree with you 100%. Kansas representing that Big 12, and of course, they're a blue blood through and through when it comes to basketball. They are uh, cream of the crop, man. So yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun enjoying these uh, these tournament games. And uh, Rob, fantastic stuff as always, my man. I know you guys got a lot going on there in KC at Fox 4 KC. Uh, what do you got coming out? What are you, uh, you know, in coverage of that we all need to be paying attention to. Well, it's, it's all Kansas right now, man, until the Chiefs do something, which, as you <laughs> mentioned, Brett Beach has got something up his sleeve, man. He's he's like the Maverick. He's got something. He's going to pull a card <laughs> here pretty soon, and everybody's going to be like, oh, now I see the plan. Because, you know, everybody rushes to judgment. Like, whenever something happens, like, oh, it's the worst thing in the world. And then the next morning, you're like, oh, okay, it ain't that bad. Right. Unlike <laughs> looking at my, you know, credit card receipt when I come home from Vegas, I'm like, Oh, damn, it was that bad. <laughs> <laughs> Been there, done that plenty of times, my man. Been there, done that plenty of yeah, times. I'll see you at the draft, man. I'm excited. We're yes. heading out there. So, because right. Kansas City has it next year. So, a recon mission. There you go. There you go. And hey, Kansas City's got plenty of action this year in the draft. So, uh, yeah, you should have a whole lot of fun. It'll keep you busy. But uh, I do appreciate you, my man. When you get out here, definitely hit me up, man. We'll, uh, we'll definitely have to uh, share a beverage or two. That'd be just great, and we'll expense it and make the bosses pay, man. I appreciate your time. Love it. There he goes. That's my guy, Rob Collins from Fox 4 in Kansas City on Twitter at RCFox4KC. Holler at us, Raider Nation, 702-365-9200. Salmon has text line at 69187, keyword r This is Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Did you miss one of your favorite Raiders radio shows? Podcasts for the Morning Tailgate, the JT The Brick Show, Unnecessary Roughness, and In the Huddle can all be found on our website. So check out lvsportsnetwork.com anytime and listen whenever you want. 
This traffic report is brought to you by Meineke, where you can get a basic oil change for only $29.95. A note from NDOT, in both directions on the I-15, just south of Russell. Tonight, starting at 9 p.m. until 5 a.m., lanes will be reduced for pre-construction utility investigations. This traffic report is brought to you by Meineke, where you can get a basic oil change for only $29.95. For all auto repairs, I only trust one place with Meineke. Meineke Car Care. With financing options, I can fix now and pay over time. Can you believe these guys? At participating locations, subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payment required. See store for details. Meineke locations are independently owned and operated. Spring is diamond season, and Sky Diamonds is offering 0% financing for five years on our beautiful engagement rings, wedding bands, studs, pendants, and more. We're located in Town Square. Visit skydiamonds.com for more information. OAC, some exclusions apply. This spring, get in the game and earn cash for betting sports with the William Hill Nevada Mobile Sports app on your phone or tablet. During William Hill Spring Rewards, earn up to $500 cash back. Between now and April 30th, you'll be eligible for cash back points for every wager made, win or lose, on the William Hill Nevada Mobile Sports app. You'll also earn bonus cash back for teasers and parlay card wagers made on the app. To enroll in Spring Rewards and see participating locations, visit WilliamHill.us. That's WilliamHill.us. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call or text 1-800-522-4700. It's a seller's market at Finley Acura in the Valley Auto Mall. And now is the best time to get top dollar for your car, truck, or SUV. Head to Finley Acura today, and they'll work for the opportunity to beat your best offer by $1,000 or more. They'll even provide a complete vehicle inspection and appraisal at no charge. Don't wait. Bring any make and model to Finley Acura for their best cash offer today. Finley Acura in the Valley Auto Mall or online at FinleyAcura.com. Hey Vegas, Clay Baker here with you, and of course with New Year's resolutions, there's one that you don't want to forget, and that's getting zero res into your home to clean all the dirt and all the nasty little bits that you brought inside during the holiday. Now is the time, the perfect time, to give your home that refresh, that reset, and take care of all the little cleaning jobs that you told yourself you were going to do later. We'll do it now. Call zero res today at 702-840-3333, because nobody cleans like zero res. They have revolutionary ZR cleaning technology easily the most powerful cleaning system available and that uses zero detergents zero toxic chemicals zero dirt attracting residue that's why your carpets come back to life i trust them in my home and so should you call now for zero res and ask for the clay baker special you can also go online to zero res las vegas.com minimums apply clean carpet zero resin c-e-r-o-r-e-z Call 840-3333. This is JT The Brick from meetupvegas.com, the hookup for the best meats in town. For the finest steakhouses, they're now available for you at wholesale prices. Go to meetupvegas.com. That's meetupvegas.com, and the code word is JT Brick. Port of Subs is celebrating 50 years as your neighborhood sandwich shop. Single sub shop in Sparks, Nevada, we've grown to serve local communities all across the western United States. Things have changed over the years, but every sub is still sliced fresh, served on fresh baked bread just as we did 50 years ago. Visit your neighborhood Port of Subs today or order online at portofsubs.com or download our app for easy ordering and special offers. Sliced sandwiches, Port of Subs. This sports update is brought to you by Finley Volvo Cars, Las Vegas' fastest-growing luxury brand, putting safety first since 1927. Tonight at 7 o'clock at the T-Mobile Arena, the Vegas Golden Knights host the Nashville Predators. Earlier today, Evgeny Dodonov was on the ice for morning skate and is scheduled to be in the lineup tonight. 
Max Pacioretty is listed as a game-time decision. The 3 o'clock hour of Unnecessary Roughness is brought to you by Nova Home Loans. Have credit issues or need help with your down payment? Nova Home Loans offers free credit services to all their applicants and have many great down payment assistance programs to those that qualify. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm going to have to kick you, you know what, today. Here's your boy Q. Just saw something that I thought was really cool. The Kobe Bryant estate and Nike have come to an agreement, so that partnership will continue on. V- Vanessa Bryant announced that. If you're a big sneakerhead, big fan of the Kobe Bryant shoes, they will continue to be distributed by Nike, as they should be. Glad that that happened. That's cool. Now I'm interested to see exactly what they do. Kind of throwbacks they throw out there and all that good stuff. But I was a big fan of the Kobe Bryant brand. Well, I don't want to say every one of them. The Mamba shoes, I liked. There was a few of them that I really was a big fan of. So, yeah. His Nikes up until, I'd say, like, after the fours, the fours on, they were pretty good. Okay. I don't, I don't, I have to take a look at it. And also, um, that means the return of retail price. Woo. <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure it is. Retail price. What Retail price is going to be astronomical. You know what's funny is I was looking at a shoe. And I didn't mean to make this shoe conversation. Um, I'm a big fan of the Air Max 270s. I know which one you're uh, talking about. Yeah, I got the black ones on right now. No, I don't. I got red shoes on right now. But I have the I had the black ones on yesterday. But I have a pair that are white uh, with red and it's like a little bit of blue. Anyway, they're really I don't even know what they are, but they're really dope, right? And every time I wear them, someone's like, "Man, those are some really nice shoes." I never see them anywhere. I very rarely see them. But I got them a little dirty, so I thought, "Oh, I'm gonna go buy another pair." So I went online to find them, and for the most part, you couldn't find them anywhere. And then when I did find them, they were in stock. So I was like, okay, cool. So I went to buy them, and I think they were 100, like 150 or something, right? And okay, that sounds pretty good. That's not bad. So I went to buy, and then it said, what size do you want? And I said 13. And all of a sudden, it turned into 239. <laughs> and I was like, wait, hold on. How the hell did it go from 150 to 239 because I got a couple sizes larger? What happened here? So needless to say, I did not make that purchase. I'm still thinking about it, though. Ah, uh, you know, got to think about it. At but least. there's another pair of Air Max 270s that are so clean. And I don't know when they came out. I think they came out before, and I just never noticed them. They're white, and they're, they have the little red bubble in the back, right? But that's it. I forget what they call them. It's something like, I don't know. But it's something red, they call them. And they are so damn clean. But they don't have them in my size. If they were in my size and they were 230, I'd buy them right now. But they don't have them. And, and the place, the only place I found them is at some, some website that I felt was a little shady. So, uh, you know, I, I kind of hesitated there, too. We also need your social feed to buy these shoes. Right, right. <laughs> right. We're going to need uh, 18 forms of ID <laughs> and then some. Yeah, I don't remember what the name of the color, the color was. But, man, they were so – oh, University Red. Okay. That's, that's what they're called. Look, let me show you a picture of them, and then you can tell me if they're dope or not. Look at those. Oh, I do like those. Huh. But look, have you ever heard of the Flight Club website? Nah, nah, I never never used that one. Exactly. Sounds legit. Flight. And look, in these, to buy them new, it says 342 plus. Man, get out of here. That's what it says. I promise you. And then then they don't have anything bigger than 11 and a half. I ain't been at 11 and a half since I was 11 and a half. (laughs) And I ain't buying no used shoes. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. I don't give a damn what they look like. I ain't buying no used shoe. 
I just I just have to go without. <laughs> you know what I mean? I just got to go without. But man, I came out. I was all feet. So I sure I sure ain't. <laughs> I mean, I was like all feet. Like all feet. Yo, so when you were a teenager, were you like, yo, the growth spurt got to be happening sooner? I, I like, figured my it was feet on, so big? Yeah, I figured it was on the way. Like, I had homeboys that were taller than me. Like, I had my homeboy, Durando. He's also the same homeboy that, that got a tattoo of his name on his arm backwards, and that was his rap name. Yeah, he wasn't the smartest guy in there. He wasn't. He, he wasn't. He, he was not the, the I'm going bright- to let that one go. Yeah, yeah, no, you shouldn't. You shouldn't. He, he wasn't the brightest crayon. He wasn't the sharpest tool in the shed. I mean, he's just not. He was six. What was he? Six, four, six, five. And literally, he wore a size 10. And I used to always tell him, how the hell do you have such a small-ass shoe? Why you got such a big shoe? I was like, Doc, I'm 13. He's like, yeah, but you ain't even six foot tall. I said, yeah, but you are. <laughs> and you're not. Like, what's wrong with you? I'd rather have a, a bigger foot than that thing that you're working with. That didn't sound like the right conversation. Hey, I was definitely talking about hey, feet. yo. <laughs> Pause. That, that, yeah, 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 yeah. Don't go there, Q. Someone just blushed while they were driving down the road. Sorry about that. I apologize. 702-365-9200. Coming up in a matter of minutes, we got Jason McCormick from the Stations Casino talking all NCAA March Madness Tournament. Those are a bunch of guys with big old shoes. <laughs> hey, man, Jason McCormick called in early. What do you want to do? Oh, okay. Well, let's, get, let's, let's talk to him. <laughs> Jason, welcome to the show. Thank you for saving ourselves from us. <laughs> I, heard, I heard you guys are having some fun. Yeah, yeah, that's what we do around here. Sometimes we have a little bit of fun. It was just, it, you know, it turned into a, a a conversation about shoes, and then I don't know, I don't know, I don't know how it, it it went south, but it went south real quick. So that's what we do sometimes. But hey, thank you so much for joining the show. Wanted to talk some March Madness with you, and especially man, these Sweet Sixteen games. I'm so excited about it. Before we get into some of the action that's actually going on, how much money was either won or lost? By way of the Peacock, St. Peter's, and the way they were able to knock off Kentucky and then Murray State as well. Yeah, it was a, those were good games for us. Uh, obviously, we talk about those Cinderellas, and those are uh, normally the big, uh, I call them raccoon parlay killers. Demon knows what I'm talking about. He probably had K- Kentucky in a parlay um, <laughs> that died with St. Pete's. But, uh, yeah, those, those are good for us as well as I think we talked about last week. Iowa State uh, was another team that ended up being really good for us. And strangely enough, uh, Michigan uh, having their big wins getting to the Sweet 16, those were good for us to have those d- double-digit seeds playing in these games. Yeah, Jason, you say what killed me, what really killed me, is I put a little, I'm not going to lie, I put a little bit on Memphis because I was like, Memphis is going to mm. beat Gonzaga. Homer. And, Wait, uh, Memphis is going to beat Gonzaga? Oh, man. I thought so. I'm sure everyone else thought so as well, right, Jason? No, they didn't. It, it there, there actually was. We actually had more money on Memphis in that game plus the points. Not necessarily on the money line, but plus the points they almost got there. Um, that that was a good one, put a scare, and then obviously the other big scare was the scare TCU put into the Arizona Wildcats. Uh, essentially, one of those last games of the night. What a what a great game that was to watch Arizona find their way to battle back and win that game. Yeah, that was no, that was a fantastic game. But uh, I'm surprised. Just I, I I was surprised about the Memphis one with Gonzaga right there. That's okay. All right, my bad. All right, Jason. Well, remember Gonzaga didn't look particularly good against uh, against Georgia State in their opening game, and obviously Memphis was beating them pretty good by at halftime, and they made a big second half comeback. It was the it was the Drew Timmy show um, in that second half to to overcome Memphis. It might have woke up that uh, woke up that Gonzaga team, and we'll see if they're ready to play tonight. The other big one we talked about, and I think you guys brought it up last week, was Baylor as a, a chance to repeat um, in North Carolina, 
who's been one of the hottest teams uh, out there. They've won 13 of their last 15 games, uh, destroyed Marquette in their opening game, and then um, the big win over Baylor, almost a big epic collapse right. over Baylor. They had a 25-point lead that they, they blew and ended up winning it in overtime. Uh, but a, a great matchup uh, with UCLA uh, coming this weekend tomorrow. But uh, uh, Jacquez Jr., the um, uh, senior guard for UCLA, is a question mark in that game, so that'll be a, a big if he plays or not to see if UCLA or North Carolina is going to be able to win that one. Yeah, when it comes to the point spread, well, the over-under, have there been more hits on the over or the under from the games that you've seen so far? You know, I, I don't have the numbers in front of me. It sure seems like it's been kind of balanced. Um, it really seems like there's been the games that are under, it seems like there's some dead unders. i, I got to admit, it seems like we've watched a couple games of some, some really ugly basketball um, with just teams unable to make threes, unable to make shots, real, really low-scoring halves. But I think when you look at the overall uh, tournament-wise, I think it's pretty balanced. And normally we see these teams, as we enter the Sweet 16 and Elite Eight, um, these teams tend to be a little bit higher scoring. Obviously, these are the best teams in the country playing the best basketball that they could possibly play right now. Um, so look for potentially a couple more overs this week than, than unders. Talk right now with Jason McCormick from Stations Casino here on Unnecessary Roughness, Radio Nation Radio 920. And you mentioned Michigan earlier, and they, they dance on. They continue to roll. They're the 11th seed going up against the Villanova, the number two seed there. Bracket. Uh, Villanova's minus five on this one. Uh, how's, how, how are you seeing this one shake out? Well, this is one of the biggest games for the books today. Um, the books are going to be needing Michigan. A um, lot of money on Villanova in this game. Obviously, Jay Wright, one of the best coaches, uh, Villanova out of the Big East. Uh, been doing what they're doing, and they're seeing a number 11 Michigan team that most people didn't expect to be there. And this really game is going to come down for me is about Hunter Dickinson and their other big guys. They've got two other big freshmen, um, Houston and Debate, 6'8", 6'11", that can give Villanova all kinds of problems. Villanova is a great guard team, but they don't have a lot of height. So if Michigan's able to play an inside game, um, which not – kind of not what Michigan is known for. Dickinson likes to hang out around that three-point land. But if they're able to pound things inside, they might be able to cause Villanova some trouble. What about this one? Uh, we mentioned earlier Arizona and TCU. Arizona, the one seed, is going up against the five seed. Houston, they had a hell of a game last weekend to advance. Uh, they're out south. And right now uh, the Wildcats are minus two. How are you seeing this one shake out? Yeah, this, this is one that, I mean, this is a circle this game, must-see TV. Uh, there's actually two of them tonight, Duke-Texas Tech and Arizona-Houston yes. are just absolutely incredible games. Um, Arizona squeaked by TCU. I think everybody saw that game and saw Matherin, who, who's going to be one of the top picks uh, going to the NBA draft, and Coloco. They were a two-man tandem that just uh, were able to get themselves back in that TCU game. I, I think this game, Arizona is going to cause some height problems um, for Houston. Houston's got some great guard play, but they're not really big on the inside. I think they've got one guy that's 6'11", another guy that's 6'8". And so when you talk about a 7'1 guy in, in Coloco and Matherin, and Arizona's, they're one of the biggest teams in the country. If they're able to get it inside and get some foul trouble on this Houston team, it could be a long night for Houston because they're going to struggle to stop that inside game. Houston's going to have to play that incredible suffocating defense that they play, uh, but this game's going to come down to if they can stay out of foul trouble. When the Cinderellas get on their roll, as St. Peter's has, they have a matchup against three-seed Purdue. Do you see more action go to the Cinderellas as people start to fall in love with the team? Yeah, we were talking about that this morning and the fact that if St. Peter's can stay in this game, we all kind of start to gravitate towards St. Peter's and start to 
cheer for St. Peter's. Um, right now, there's more money on Purdue in that game. I think that you just look at it from a matchup standpoint. Um, Ivy and, and Edie are going to cause such a problem for St. Peter's. I, not that anybody can match up against a you know seven foot four, three hundred pound guy, <laughs> but St. Peter's just doesn't have the tools in the bag uh, to be able to play defense against him. Um, the, the young man Daryl Banks and, and our new star Doug Eddard, who we've been inter- introduced to for St. Peter's, these guys are going to have to shoot lights out from three point land to stay with Purdue because Purdue's going to pound that ball inside. Tell you what, man, St. Peter's has been a lot of fun to watch and the, just the upsets that they've had. That's exactly why we watch March Madness, right? We want to see the stars being born and uh, they're being born for St. Peter's. And Jason, I had to ask you about one of the games that you mentioned already, Texas Tech and Duke. Uh, you know, Coach K, he's still dancing right now, but how long is he going to be dancing? I think the Red Raiders will have an opportunity to, to really end their season if, uh, if they want to. Texas Tech is minus one against Duke. Uh, how are you seeing this one shake out? Yeah, this. I mean, this this game is going to be awesome. Um, I I had the you know courtesy of seeing Duke play Gonzaga when they played here and seeing these guys in person and Paolo Banchero, the guy's just an kid's just an absolute beast. Um, I, I've dug into this game pretty pretty extensively because of the matchup that it is and some of the some of the things that shine out for me. Um, there's seven guys. Texas Tech is really really deep. They play seven guys pretty consistently, get a lot of minutes, and they're another team that's just absolutely huge. All seven of those guys that play a lot of minutes are between six five and six eight. So they're they're a big big team. Um, and the other thing is of those seven guys, five of them are seniors and two of them are juniors. And so they're going up against this freshman laden. Duke team, where Texas Tech is on average three years older than the Duke starters, and pulling a crazy weird fact out of nowhere that I saw on ESPN today. Since 1984, Duke has played in the Pacific time zone in the NCAA tournament six times. What's their record in the Pacific time zone? Over. They are 0 for 6. So something about headed out west, and this game's in San Francisco tonight, something about this west coast that uh, Duke's been unable to get over the hump. So Texas Tech causes all kinds of matchup problems. So the only thing that Duke's got going for him in my mind is this uh, Coach K's last run, and that just might be enough to get them over the hump. No, that's the kind of stat that makes me want to pull up the STN Sports app and put <laughs> at least $10 on the Red Raiders. I mean, 0 for 6? Got to go for that, but when the, when it's the options, the games, I should say, that aren't as sexy as Coach K going on his run, you've got Miami and Iowa State, two teams that have been very good defensively. Does Do you see a lot of action on the games where these are two double-digit seeds that are duking it out? Yeah, you know, we're in the, we're in the Sweet 16, and, you know, if, if you're a sports gambler, you can't pass up any of these matchups. It's a, it's a chance to win money, uh, regardless of the teams that are playing. It, it's just a great action, and that's another game that, again, if you guys remember, I loved Iowa State last week. I think I told you guys they were kind of my Cinderella story in that I didn't uh, think that LSU, I thought LSU was a, in a lot of trouble with their coach, and I thought Wisconsin was a really, really soft number three seed. Um, so I, I fully expected Iowa State to get to this point. Um, there was actually a, a, a stat that Chuck Esposito told me here that Iowa State has allowed the, the lowest number of points in the tournament to this point this year. Um, the team going into the Sweet 16 that allowed the lowest amount of points was 24-10 and 10 in their Sweet 16 game. So that bodes well for Iowa State. They're about a three-point underdog to Miami, but I'm going to throw out some, some bad stats here from Miami, uh, or some good stats from Miami, which, depending on which way you look at it. Um, when you watch them play Auburn, they, they, they kind of lit Auburn up and were a, were a much different team than what we saw them play in USC. And Miami, when we talk about senior experience, we talked about Texas Tech being loaded with senior experience. Miami has four or three guys that are in their sixth year seniors. 
Cam McCarty, Charlie Moore, and Sam uh, Warble. They're, they're, they're six-year seniors that are playing in this game. And so when you talk about experience combined with talent, boy, Miami's really sitting on some guys that uh, are making a heck of a run here. All right, and you said that, you know, the sports gambler, they can't pass up the action, a chance to make money. It made me think that, hey, there are two tournaments going on. The NCAA Women's Tournament, what does the action look like for that tournament this time of year? Again, not as much. Strangely enough, we we um, we got more handle in the first uh, two rounds than we did on the elite on, on an average per game. The 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 average handle per game. Um, and again, you have the Cinderella stories there. I think there's two number tens, two number elevens um, that are in the final uh, Sweet Sixteen there. And obviously, um, Creighton is the one that's making all the the storylines in the women's um, with the fact that uh, the girl that transferred from Iowa ended up hitting the winning bucket mm-hmm. to uh, beat Iowa and pull that big upset. But I I think when it comes down to the women we're going to see that south carolina team uh there at the final i know they lost to kentucky in the sec championship but uh fully expect south carolina to come out of that and again even the even the nit the cbi and you know the nba and nhl it it doesn't really stop and we're about to flip the calendar here and major league baseball is going to start and obviously the, the crazy trades that we're seeing in football with the quarterback moves and the wide receivers um you know this is supposed to be a time we're able to concentrate on college basketball but there is so much going on that you know all day long we're moving prices and changing futures um, so it's really been cool to kind of be a part of this incredible uh, you know, transition in sports with all these free agents and football and, and, and what's going on in baseball. So it's been a really cool time in the sports book. All right. Since we are on Raider Nation Radio and you mentioned everything that's going on in the NFL, why have the odds for the Raiders not changed at all? We're looking at it like, hey, man, they're making moves. Could be the best team in the division, but the books don't match the excitement for the Raiders. Well, I think you're talking about other books other than Station Casinos because I would tell you that we do have the excitement for them, and we're one of the lower um, odds on them. I think we've got them down to 35-1 to 1 to win the, the Super Bowl and obviously even lower in the conference. I've got a lot of respect for the moves that they've made both on the offensive and defensive sides of the football. I think they were you know, a couple plays away. Obviously, you, know, you could go back and talk about that they were the better team on the field in that playoff game in Cincinnati. A couple calls, a fumble, and obviously – uh, the, the touchdown that uh, maybe should have been after a whistle. Um, so they're not that far off. And obviously you add a dynamic player like Devontae Adams, um, I think they're right there. It just happens to be that that division is a, is a beast and maybe got a little bit easier with uh, Tariq Hill vacating the division. Uh, but we'll see. What, obviously the Chiefs add uh, Valdez Scantling today, and so they trade uh, they trade all world speed for all world speed. Um, but we'll we'll see how that ends up working out for them. We'll see they're probably going to end up going after another receiver in the draft. But I mean, what the, the division's just absolutely loaded. So if you can if you can get through that division and get into the playoffs, I think any one of those four teams really have a chance. Maybe not so much Denver, but I think Russell Wilson will make a big difference with that ball club. Yeah, I agree. I agree 100%. I think the AFC West is wide open uh, for anyone to take, and it should be exciting. And uh, unfortunately, it's only March, and we got a long way until we actually see the action on the field. Jason, fantastic stuff as always. Well, man, I do appreciate you. Enjoy the games tonight. Do you have anything going on at the station's casinos that we need to be on the lookout for? Uh, we still got a, a new sign-up bonus on the app um, going through the end of March. It's up to $500, so if you don't have the app today, get down any book. They'll get you signed, signed up in less than five minutes. You'll be able to you know, bet the sports in the palm of your hand. So as we enter baseball season with all these day games, real easy to get down while you're at work or wherever you're at. So come on the book today. And, and uh, also up and coming, we've got the Masters Golf, Ooh. which will begin on April 7th, and we've got a, a free promotion for a golf towel and a golf bag. So just get into the book and uh, check out what we got going on and, and uh, enjoy the games tonight. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you so much for your time. Appreciate you, my man. You bet, guys.
There you go, Jason McCormick, Station Casinos. Uh, fantastic job right there. Good stuff and great question about the the Raiders and the odds right there because most of for the most part most books don't have them changing any, you know. So, but I like how he said, not us. Right, right, right. No doubt about it. So good stuff right there from Jason McCormick talking all things NCAA and close things out, talking a little bit of odds for the Raiders. Coming up next, we'll close out the show. The Raiders have signed a safety. We'll tell you who it is. We'll tell you all about them. This is Raider Nation Radio nine twenty. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm going to have to kick you, you know what, today. Here's your boy Q. Just got about 15 minutes left in today's show. Then we'll pass the sticks on to Vinny Bonsignor in the huddle, 4 to 6 p.m. right here on Raider Nation Radio 920. The Raiders have signed a safety. Veteran Jerron Harmon. He has signed with the team. He's been in the league 10 seasons. He's with the Falcons, the Lions. And the Patriots is with the Patriots from 2013 to 2019. They selected him in the third round in the 2013 draft. He's got a whole lot of production in his career. That's what I like about him. A free safety. And look, in Patrick Graham's defense, they're going to want to have two, two high safety look, right? They're going to want to have guys back there that can create. What did we talk about at the beginning of the show? Turnovers. Something that Jerron Harmon has done a lot of in his career. So I'm pretty excited about the signing of him. Just looking back, he's a three-time Super Bowl champion, first of all. That's a big deal. That's that championship experience. He's got uh, 300 total tackles, 21 career interceptions, 38 pass deflections. The dude could play. 32 years old, and that's He could be a good veteran back there, a good veteran presence. He could be exactly what the Honey Badger could have been. And a locker room leader. Locker room leader. This is that guy that, hey, Patrick Graham, hey, he ain't got enough time for you. Deron, show him exactly what I need. Right, exactly. And the, the thing about it is he's he's one of those guys that has those those ties with New England, so he's already familiar with what you know what they want to do, and he knows how to kind of handle himself, like you said, in the locker room and, and just kind of be that coach on the field as well. Uh, I'm, I'm very comfortable with this signing. I think that's a really good signing. And, again, I think the Raiders just continue to make moves, and, and, and they're nothing major. There's nothing, you know, some huge – move. I mean, they outside of the huge moves they've already made for Chandler Jones and, and of course, Devontae Adams, but that's a good, that's a good pickup right there. It really is. So uh, there you go. There's your, your uh, safety. That'll be alongside Trayvon Moore. I get the back end of that defense. I had uh, my guy, Nick hit me up and said, is this a depth signing or is this guy a, a, a potential starter? And I said, Oh, no doubt about it. He's going to be starting back there. Yeah, but sometimes it is just about having that adult. Unless in the room. you go get some, unless you go get yeah. some super stud in the draft or anything like that. But this guy, let me put it like this: has the ability to start. Exactly, has the ability to start an adult in the room, someone who knows what it takes to win. Because you, you might could go get a flashier guy, but who's been on bad teams. Right, right. And but last last year, Harmon Harmon played uh, all seventeen games with Atlanta last year. He started all seventeen games. As a matter of fact, sixty four tackles, two interceptions, and five. Passes broken up. So uh, I'm very comfortable with that signing. I think that that's a really good one. Uh, and just another uh, another sign of what the Raiders are attempting to get done uh, This you know with this roster that they're putting together throughout the course of free agency. 702-365-9200. Let's go out to the Raider Nation. Listen to the line. Talk to our guy, ABA Ivan Davis. What's on your mind, my man? Hey, how's it going? Thanks for taking my call. Yes, sir. Uh, I'll, be, uh, I'll be brief. The question uh, that you said earlier on the show, uh, is I think they'll win the West if the leadership is what I think it is. Because I mean, you can talk about the offense, defense, whatever, but if the structure is not in place, none of it matters. I mean, you can look yeah. at, actually you can look at this uh, as an example. All that talent, waste. Okay, you, you mentioned Fangio. 
you know, great defensive coach waste. The structure is not mm-hmm. in place. Now they're trying to put the proper structure in. And so, uh, and that's pretty much uh, all I have to say. I'm gonna be, uh, the ABA is going to be out there uh, July the 15th We're having our conference, man. I'd love to be able to meet you, me and my business partner. Okay. No, I'll be there. I'll be there. Let me know ahead of time, but I'll, I'll be there, and uh, we'll go check it out, man. I'll get, get me out there on the court a little something-something and let DeMond come out there, too, oh, so yeah, I can embarrass him a little. We're going to be staying at the Orleans. We're going to be staying at the Orleans. All right. That's where the conference will be at. Done deal. I got you. Thank you. Thank you, my man. I definitely appreciate you. I uh, got a tweet from Dave. What's up, Q? Hey, what's up, Dave? All right. <laughs> that's positive. I like was that. that. Was that all the tweet Yeah, was? yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, you got a shout out in the air. That's hey, okay. man, that's cool. That's cool. Robin Oakland hit us up on the Sam and Ash text line at 69187, keyword R&R. The Raiders will win the division if they break these bad habits. Coming out flat at the worst times. Losing to teams they're supposed to beat. Dropping or mishandling potential turnovers. And giving up a touchdown immediately after the offense scores a touchdown. If Josh McDaniels and the offense additions can get us in the end zone more frequently, I think an improved defense puts us in good position, good position in the AFC West and the conference. Again, that's from Rob in Oakland. I like that. That's a good one right there. Mailman Raider Max said, if Kansas City couldn't sign Hill, they won't be able to sign DK, and I don't think that they'll waste resources for a wide receiver they won't be able to keep. Uh, I, look, I'll say it like this. Kansas City can sign anyone that they want. They can bring in anyone they want. If they wanted to keep Tyreek Hill, they could have decided to do it. They ultimately chose not to. Uh, he wanted more money than than uh, than Devontae Adams just made. And so they said, okay, well, go ahead and go. But you have to realize that also at some point they probably thought, okay, we got a good idea in place. We got a plan in place. We can, we can let him go. We're comfortable with moving on from him. I think if they had a chance to bring in DK Metcalf, I think Kansas City would do it in a heartbeat. I think there's plenty of teams across the league. There's probably, I don't know, 31 teams across the league that would bring in DK Metcalf if they could. Yeah, I remember seeing a graph after the Super Bowl. It was the, how many times have a team won a Super Bowl with each position having the highest paid right, player at that right. position? And you didn't see a lot with receiver and running back. So don't be surprised if a team says, hey, we already have a 40, like almost a $50 million quarterback. Why do we also want to have the highest paid receiver in the league? Because while I know we always say, hey, the salary cap isn't real, but everybody can't be the highest paid player at their position True. and still make it work. Right. No, you're, you're right about that. So, I mean, they made an ultimate decision, but I do think that if they had an opportunity to land DK Metcalf, I think they would. I also think that, let it, you know, let it be known, I think DK Metcalf comes with a lot less baggage than Tyreek Hill. Because even though we haven't really heard about him getting in too much mess lately, I think he still has like headache tendencies around the facility. I'll just go ahead and throw it out there like that. I think he's more of a headache than a lot of people really know. Let's go back out to the Rare Nation listener line at 702-365-9200. Who's up next? Dave B. in the 757. Dave B. What's up, Doc? Dave B. Hey, what, what's up, Q? Hey, so the Raiders will win the West if we have a top 10 defense, right? Because I think we already have an inclination about where we stand on the offensive side of the ball. But, right, it's always that defensive side. So if we have a top 10 defense, right, we're going to win the West, right? Your thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I like it. Thank you for the uh, thank you for the call, my man. Thank you for the tweet earlier as well. Uh, I'll say this: I think that they do need uh, to have a really good defense. I like the steps that they took last year. I think you see how good a team could be if they have a defense that's worth the salt, and that's what that defense was last year. It was worth the salt. Now, if they had a defense that was really good, think how great they could be. And I'll say great. I'll use the G word. They could be great if they had a really good defense. Because man, I'll tell you right now, even though their defense statistically wasn't great. They literally kept the Raiders in almost every game. 
to the point where they were able to walk it off six times last year. You shouldn't have to win that way six times throughout the course of the year. I'm not mad, though. I don't care how you get a win. Get a win any way you can. Scratch, claw, fight, bleed. Do whatever you got to do. I don't care. Kick them in the stones. Do what you got to do to get a dub. You go get that dub. And that's what they did. But can you imagine if they actually had a real good defense that was coming up with turnovers, that wasn't giving up 80% touchdowns in the red zone? That You know what I mean? Just think about that. Think how much better they would have been. Because some of those games, that could have been the difference. I know that the, that Bengals game, when they came here to Allegiant, right. it, it already got out of hand. But if you remember, I, th- I don't know if it was a forced fumble recovery or an interception, but the safety cut in. I want to say it was Levitt. Yeah. And he cut in instead yeah. of staying on the outside. That's a touchdown. That was the, the beginning Raiders, of the game. Oh, that, exactly. that ran me hot. And the Raiders didn't that score there. That ran me hot. Kicked the field goal. And I'm Ooh. not saying that the game changes, but if you score yes. a touchdown there instead no. of getting three, yeah, yeah, yeah. who no. knows what might happen. If you get a touchdown in that, I think that was against Washington. Was that against Washington? Ah, man, dang, now I'm starting to, now I'm starting to think. I can't remember. It's one of those two. But, yes, I remember that was early in the game. They created that turnover, and he picked up. Even Casey Hayward was like, where are you going? What are you doing? That was on the press box side because I'm in the press box like, what the hell did he go in for? Go out, dummy. You don't go towards the traffic. You got on the outside lane and go. Casey Hayward was your blocker. I'm getting mad just thinking about it right now. <laughs> but those are the plays. Those are. You can, yo, that's, you get that's, seven, like the yes. minus fours. Yes. That, yes. And they, they got all the way down to the nine-yard line. And you know how far they got? Down to the nine-yard line. Didn't score a squat. <laughs> didn't get the yard. It didn't. No. Nothing. No. Tried to do some BS with it Josh Jacobs. It was a wrap. of, uh, here we go. Yeah. Field goal again. Yeah, it was a wrap. That, that can't happen. That should have definitely been a touchdown, and it wasn't. Man. Fargo Raider said, uh, Q and DeMond, Fargo Raider here. DeMond heard adult in the room and ran away with it. Laugh my ass off. Just win, baby. I don't know what he's talking about. It's it's a shot at Baker Mayfield. Okay. Mailman Raider Max said, D, slow down. They're on you, dude. Okay. Big Deuce said, those green 270s look hella tight, too. Not a big green guy. As Vinny walks in with a green shirt. <laughs> my bad. No, my bad. He said Celtics. You know what? Only because your daughter, only because I got respect for your daughter. She was she was watching the 30 for 30 on the Celtics one day at the Rockstar. Like she's just there chilling. We ain't got no time. I would go back and forth with you. I tell you, man, she was up there chilling. She was looking at the at the phone. I said, What you watching? Oh, 30 for 30 on the Celtics. That was awesome. So you can wear green. It's okay. (laughs) It's Raider Nation Radio 920. Vinny's up next.